What you might hear on the Dad Podcast can be considered offensive. We have explicit content. You have been warned. Proceed with caution. Titties! You're listening to the Dad Podcast. Let's get started. Fuck those little kids. I was alone. I was all by myself. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. Oh yeah, did I mention? I was all by myself. You know, you really find out how many friends you don't have when you're trying to get somebody to record an episode of your podcast with you. It's crazy. They just disappear. Don't know what's going on with that. You think you can count on somebody and then just poof, they're gone. They're busy. They got nothing to do with you. And I'm speaking to you, Girth. Mr. Girth Brooks. Mr. Once a Month. No, I'm just kidding. I know most people are busy. It's hard to get free these days, especially when you have kids. You know, which is what this is all about. Well, it's supposed to be. Obviously, we veered off over the past few years, but this was, this was about being a dad, being a parent. You know, and, and how things have changed over the years. Uh, you know, just like the last episode, you know, I had, had my kids on, well, a couple of them, and one of their friends. And just some of the differences uh, that I noticed when we're recording when we're not, you know, the way they talk, the things they like and don't like, how anybody, I don't care how young you are, can hate the Goonies. I just, I don't know about this kid. And if you're listening, A.A. Rod, Aaron, or A.A. Ron, or A. Rod, or whoever you go by anymore, I'm still hurt. Still hurt. Goonies is a great movie. One of the best. One of my top two awesome movie. It'll stand the test of time. It will always be a classic. It will always be good. And I don't care what anybody else says. Now, off of that, not every one of those actors went far. I am very happy to see that... uh, Data, I, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm horrible with names, but Data in that, short round Indiana Jones, uh, I believe was also an Encino man, uh, you know, won some Oscars and some Golden Globes, finally, you know, years and years and years later, uh, also did another great movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, very weird, but awesome movie, love it, and it, it was awesome listening to his speech, his his thank you speech, and finding out that that all the group he did the Goonies with, they all stayed in contact through the years, and they all still talk, um, which is crazy because, you know, friends don't last. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a sad way or a poor me way. It's like, I don't know how many of you listeners out there still have friends that you had in high school, you know, elementary school or, or you know, anytime later. I have... It's hard to call them friends. Like, there's people I, I feel like are a friend of mine, but I haven't talked to them in years. My best friend in all the world, Randy Johnson. I grew up with this guy. Him and I were inseparable. I haven't talked to him in at least a year. And it's not that I don't want to. I would love to hang out with him and see him all the time. He's a busy guy. He's also got kids. I'm a busy guy. It just happens. You lose friends. You gain some new people. I feel though at a certain age, you don't make friends anymore. You make acquaintances. You know, um, 
maybe a good buddy or something, but not really friends. Not like when you're kids. Not somebody who's always going to be like, let's go do this. You know, when you hit that age, it's, it's just somebody you know. Somebody you hang out with once in a while. Uh, and don't get me wrong. Dan, I, I count... I count Girth Brooks <laughs> as a very good friend. Uh, I count Chase as a friend. I count Josh as a friend. I see two of them once a month, you know, uh, maybe twice if I'm lucky. And, you know, Dan, again, you know, a couple times a month, you know, we do travel with them. They're, they're great people to travel with. I'm trying to think, like, I'm remembering back, and this is, could just be, you know, my old age getting to me, but I'm remembering back when I was younger, and my parents always had friends. And they always had them over. And it always seemed to be the same people every time. So maybe maybe times have changed. Not just age, but times. You know, maybe back then in the 80s and 90s that you did keep your friends. It was just easier back then. And again, things have changed. you got technology. You've got different jobs. you got people traveling more. You've got, you know, pandemics hitting again. But I remember that. And, and I loved that. I still think back to that, and I love it. Like, I wanted that in my life. And, you know, and for a while, um, when I was single, I had that. I had a couple of friends that, you know, always, always around. You know, I mean, one of them even had a key to my place just because he lived farther away, and he was downtown drinking. He can just come, you know, bust in and, and crash on my couch. And I don't have that anymore. And... Again, I'm not trying to like get sympathy or be like, oh, I just feel it's something that happens with, with age, with um, the times. Like I said, you know, the, the, the times they are changing. Th- things just go that way. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes I, I'm, I drive around and I see, I see old people. Maybe, hopefully I can get that back. You know, I want that group of buddies that when I'm old and retired, I go and have a morning coffee with, and we we talk shit about all the young whippersnappers. And obviously, we will not be saying that because that doesn't get said anymore. But just just now, and it's also maybe maybe it's maybe it's just me, you know, because um, I am not an introvert. I, I'm extrovert. You know, I like being around people. I'm, I'm obnoxious. I know I get annoying. Uh, one, one of my daughter's friends, I always say she's the one that hates me, uh, because I can get annoying and I I agree. I I get that, you know, but you know, that's what dads do. We annoy the kids and I'm an extrovert in a house full of introverts. I, I don't think a single one of my kids or my wife likes to be around people much, which is so weird to me. So weird. Um, because I didn't, Grow up that way. I'm not that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, back in, you know, my younger years, I was a little more shy and reserved. But, you know, back then you're trying to impress people. You know, there's a hot girl or, or you know, a group of people you want to be friends with, so you're trying to impress them. Now I just don't give a fuck. You don't like me, you don't like me. Okay, no skin off my back. I don't care. It's so difficult in the house of people that aren't like that. Um, you know, I want to do stuff. And I'm not saying my wife doesn't want to do stuff. She wants to do stuff. Sometimes it's not always the same stuff I want to do. But I need somebody in my life to do stuff with. I need a good friend who wants to do stuff. You know what I mean? It just, I'm that kind of person. 
And maybe one day again, like I said, I'll get there. Um, excitingly enough, I get to go camping this weekend with the guys. Uh, I shouldn't just say the guys. I mean, the wives will be there too. Woo. You know, being annoyed with us, being mad with us. But St. Patty's Day camping is going to be awesome. Lots of drinking. Uh, I don't know if any of you know this game. Uh, it's called Pop Darts. I, I came across it uh, online. Uh, I bought a couple sets. I love it. It is a great game. Um, I'm going to bring that with us. It is so fun to play. It's <laughs> one of the pieces is called a, a wiggle knobber, wobbly knobber, something like that. But it's just these rubber suction cup darts that you have to like chuck from 10 to 15 feet away. And you want it to stick on this board. Uh, you can play with countertops, tables, you know, anything smooth that they'll stick to. Well, they have the board edition, which is kind of like cornhole minus the hole. Um, but they're 150 bucks for the boards. I want to get them. Eventually, I will get them. I would love a set of these things because they're awesome. But with three kids, uh, you know, trailer, side-by-side, destinations, concerts, shows going to, I can't afford that right now. So you know what I'm doing? I went and bought some plexiglass and some wood, and I am making my own boards for this weekend because I want to play. Eventually, I will come across these boards and I will get me a set because there's obviously, you know, they're worth the 150. They're, I think, aluminum and steel. Like, they're heavy duty. Mine's $1.56, you know, stack of wood cut and saw and, and, and screwed together with some plexiglass cover, but uh, they'll be a little bit original. They'll be mine. Uh, but check it out. Go check out Pop Darts. It, it, watch the videos. It's fun. It's a great get together thing. Uh, it's not cheap by any means to buy it. I think it's $35 for a set, but it's worth it. That's, and it's actually a game that my introvert family enjoyed too. So, boom, something they'll play with me. Uh, now, back on to uh, shows, concerts, you know, venues, all that kind of stuff. I've talked in the past that I was lucky enough to grow up in the middle of the music genre fence. I had a dad... That was always George Strait, George Jones, Garth Brooks, Kenny Rogers. I grew up straight country on that side. And a mom who was rock and roll. So I got the best of everything. I am a person that just loves music. There's some rap I like. There's some jazz. I love Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Like everything. I love it all. There's, There's so much that I love. So, you know, I've been to... Concerts, you know, just recently I went to Old Dominion. Great concert. Uh, last year, we took our oldest and we went to Slipknot. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm an old motherfucker now. I'm 44. Okay. I didn't understand a word those fuckers were saying. The show was great. The fire, the acrobats, the drumming, just all of it was awesome. They put on a show. Too fucking loud. I couldn't hear for two days after. So loud. Again, I'm aging myself. I know I'm old, but it was a great show. Had fun. Uh, Loved the Old Dominion. I will see Bowling for Soup when they come back because I love Bowling for Soup. Tenacious D, if you ever come back to Boise, I'll be there. But I also love stand-up comedy. Uh, I love to laugh. Hopefully everybody else does. I don't know why you wouldn't love to laugh. It's a great feeling. Uh, My favorite, my favorite comedian uh, is Burt Kreischer. The dude is hilarious, okay? And and maybe he's my favorite because 
I sit and listen. I was like, holy shit, that's me. I fit so well to his jokes, you know, family-wise, personal-wise, all that. Like, he is just the man, the machine, right? I got to see him uh, perform here in Boise last year when he came, and it was awesome. It was uh, an anniversary gift for my wife. It was the best gift that I have gotten. I was so happy. I loved it. I give her a hard time because the seats sucked, but it was it, it was and is my favorite gift that I've gotten from her. It's great. Uh, other than my kids. You know, I'll, I'll throw that in there as being a dad. They were the best gift. Anyways, uh, then I got to see Tom, his his buddy, Tom Segura, who he also does a great podcast with, Two Bears, One Cave. Awesome. One of my favorite podcasts. I don't think there's a podcast those two do that I don't like. You know, Bert's got, uh, uh, what is it, is Bertcast, uh, and Tom's got the one with his wife. Um, crap, I'm going to think of a name. You know, it might just be your mom's house, I, I, which is what it probably is with him and his wife. Um, that's just awesome. You know, the guest appearances, all that. I love it. Uh, I, I just, I'm so excited every time I get a new episode that shows up that I get to listen to because uh, I don't want to say I have a tough job. I, I, I love my job. I don't have a tough job. It, it's mentally draining time at times. Um, you've heard me talk on here. I always say I work with kids and again, throwing that out there that, that it's, it's very broad term kids because they're all over 20. Uh, but mentally I think they're two anyways. So when, when it's draining, I, you know, want to laugh. I'll put on a podcast and I will laugh and I'm sure people in the other offices around me can hear me, whatever. Uh, I used to do it when I, I used to donate plasma all the time and I would, I would catch myself with my headphones in laughing out loud while I'm doing plasma. And I'm sure everybody in that building heard me. I'm, I'm not really a quiet person when I laugh. I'm pretty animated. Uh, but he's coming back. This June, Burt Kreischer is going to be back here in Boise for the fully loaded tour uh, with Andrew Santino, Big J. Okerson. Uh, I can't remember everybody else was coming. It's going to be a great show, and as soon as it went on pre-sale, I got my tickets because I will see him any chance I get. Uh, Bobby Lee, too. If Bobby Lee ever comes, I'm there. Bobby Lee is is a hilarious, hilarious man. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited that I get to go see that in June. Um, my wife and I have been doing a lot more shows lately. We do some, you know, plays. I think we're going to go see Hairspray here soon. Uh, hopefully it turns out good. It's just, you know, here locally. I don't know if it's, like... Broadway quality or, 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 you know, whatever, but, uh, I'm excited to see that. Uh, once in a while we'll get the kids to go. They're kind of not into sitting for long periods of time unless it's in their bed, uh, doing nothing to avoid chores. Uh, then they'll sit forever. Uh, my son will take a shit for two hours just to avoid, you know, taking out the trash. It's gotta, it's gotta be uncomfortable. It's gotta hurt. I don't know, but he is at that age. He is 12. Maybe he's not pooping. Just saying, uh, <laughs> but it's it's been awesome. Uh, I am enjoying that we are at a point in our life that you know uh, I I say we're poor and we don't have the money and and we have everything we need. We've got the toys, we've got the fun. We do the shows. We we travel. I'm gonna go to Vegas here in three weeks. I'm gonna go to Vegas with some really good friends. We're gonna have a blast. We're gonna see some shows. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Maybe hopefully I can you know. Pop in a little 
a little quick episode while I'm down there. We'll see. Uh, but it's just been awesome. I'm glad that we're at a point in that in our lives. You know, yes, we've got the bills. We've got the, the you know, the, the, the debt, the house, the, all that, whatever. Who doesn't have that? You know, that's, that's what it is. Unless you're born rich, you're going to have that. And you just got to accept it. It's going to, it's going to be there. But yeah, so, so, you know, longer story, less longer, you know, we're at a good point. We get to see a lot of things. I've been very happy because I enjoy that. Uh, I did have, you know, this, this point in my job right now, I'm, I'm up at a higher position in this company that I work for. And it's the kind of position where I do have to take people and discipline them, talk to them. I do the hiring, you know, um, it, I had a tough one the other day, you know, my, my, my boss, the owner of the company. So it goes the owner and then there's me. We pulled this kid in to talk to him. And it was a point where like he has just not been performing or showing up and we get him in there and he just breaks down and he's having a real tough time. Um, you know, he's a, he's a really good kid. And when he shows up to work, he works hard. It's just getting him there and getting him to focus. Uh, he does have a bit of depression, some anxiety, and some other things going on, which I am very uh, versed in, I guess. You know, I've got a couple kids that have some pretty debilitating uh, anxiety. My wife has it sometimes. Um, depression runs in, in that side of the family. So it's not something I'm, it's new to me, but uh, it did come at a time that kind of shocked me a little bit, but made me think, you know, how hard it would be to have that, to have the, the social anxiety, the depression, the, 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 the lack of want to just be, to just go. Um, and I do really, it, it got to me a little bit because, he has all this. So he has that depression and that anxiety and that th those inner problems that he's trying to work on. You know, kudos to him. He's going to he's going to college. He's he's out there. He's you know he's got a job. He's not hiding from it. Uh, which is also huge props to my oldest kid Carter because he has been doing that. He has been working his ass off. As a kid, he started three years ago. So he started at the age of fourteen working in my warehouse. Uh, and over the past three years, he has dealt with so much shit, you know, being somebody who has the anxiety, the depression and all that, and being around a group of immature, idiotic men and just dealing with it and moving up the ladder. Uh, so kudos to him and and to this kid uh, for, for getting out there and doing it. Um, like I said, he, he just had, I think it was about a month ago, a really good friend of his, uh, take his own life. And that hit him really hard. Um, and he just hasn't been performing and, you know, at work, you just don't think about certain things like that. You think about, okay, who's going to cover for him because he didn't show up today and it gets to you. And then you, you get into that mindset like, okay, that's it. I'm writing him up. This is his last chance. He's gone. If he doesn't perform and you start talking to him and and they break down in tears and, and the talking and you just don't write them up. 
And part of me is like, I still should have held him accountable because he needs that. He's, he's an, he's an adult. He's, he's over 18. But how do you do that? You know what I mean? How does it make you heartless? Like, like if I would have just said, okay, I feel for you. I'm here to help you through that. I can, I can be somebody you can talk to, you know, talk to my kid, talk to, talk to my boss. I can help you find somebody if you want a therapist. You know, I know a couple because of family members. Um, but you're going to get written up anyways. Like, would that make me heartless if I still did that? Uh, we did ask him, you know, I mean, we didn't, he didn't get a write up. He didn't get punishment. He didn't get in trouble. Um, I feel like he still should have. We did talk to him and he did say being held accountable does help him. So we probably should have at that point been okay. Then I'm going to hold you accountable for the last two weeks. But then again, he's a young kid who just lost a really close friend. I don't know how I would handle it. And sometimes I feel like I'm heartless. Uh, I, I think I've talked on here before about I don't have that connection with animals and and I don't mean that wrong I love animals I, I I do have all animals love me I haven't found one that was evil or angry or mean with me or tried to bite me or, or anything yet they all seem to like me which is awesome animals and small kids oh and old ladies and don't take that wrong I'm talking about grandmas out there grandmas love me I don't know why I have pets I've had pets in the past they die I am not going to be like torn up and I need a week off of work to grieve and it's a pet I don't count them as as my children uh I guess technically they're part of the family but like if my kid dies that's way different than if my dog dies and yeah I'll be a little upset it'll, it'll I'll, I'll I'll miss my dog but I don't feel that I'm gonna be torn up over it and sometimes I think like what's wrong with me that I don't feel that um, you know, uh, I was very upset when my grandparents died, but it wasn't like it stopped my world. It wasn't like I I couldn't work. I, I couldn't think about anything else. You know, it's just, they were old. It was their time. Like, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like they had a good life and I don't mean good as in good. Maybe they did. I don't know, but I mean, you know, both drinkers, both smokers, and both lived into 70s and 80s. Like, that's a good run. You know, and it's just, it's tough to to think about that. Um, I'm not going to know how I'm going to act or react when my dad or my mom pass away. But, again, if they make it up to, you know, in their 70s, I'm going to be 50s. I'm an adult. They've seen their kids. They've seen their grandkids. Like they, they lived a life. It happens. People are going to die. Yes, I'm going to be sad, but I'm still going to have to go on because I still have my life to live. And I just, I do. I always feel like, not that I'm a bad person, but why don't I have that, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you see these people and they, they grieve for like weeks. We had a guy who used to work with us. All right, he was a really nice guy. He got all upset one day because it was the seven-year anniversary of when his dad died. 
Now, yeah, I'm not that close with my dad, I guess. I mean, I see him when I can. I talk to him once in a while. I love my dad. I'm not, like, not close to my dad, but it's not like, I don't know, but seven years. Your dad has been dead for seven years. You are a 30-something-year-old adult. Get over it. And I don't, I feel bad saying that. Like, I know it probably sounds bad, but it was seven years ago. Okay, I can see, you know, he died a year ago, still fresh. It gets to me. Again, maybe that's just me. Maybe I have a fucked up, you know, mindset on this. I don't know. Until the day my parents pass, I don't know. Grandparents, yeah, it was sad. But like I said, I kept going. It's not like I had to stop working or, or take time off. or and, and I hope I don't sound like a dick because I'm not a dick. I don't feel like I'm a dick. But it is just a a, a weird thing. And and so, again, I made a short story longer. You know, is it bad that I didn't write him up? Should I have held him accountable? Maybe. But at the time, it didn't feel right to do. Um, we did put him on a set schedule and say, if you miss this, there will be re- repercussions. But again, is this is this? Are we doing this to our kids? You know, are we giving them the anxiety because we bubble wrap the shit out of them when they're babies? Um, or is it just is is it something that that is genetic? You know, is anxiety push down like you know and it probably is and hopefully I don't sound stupid by asking but it's it's hard for me because like so so my oldest really bad anxiety and depression right but when he was younger he didn't I mean we had to keep an eye on him because he would just go up to strangers and be like hey how are you and sit on the laps and drink and now he can't even talk to people he knows is it something he was born with and it didn't show up did something happen in his life I don't know about that gave it to him? Or is it, you know, something that, that we do to kids by sheltering them from things? And I try not to. I, I, I try not to shelter my kids. I let them watch horror movies. I don't I don't believe words are bad unless you're saying it in a way to make it bad, and then that's on you. So, I, you know, they they don't. They, they, know, they know respect as in they're not going to go out and be like, fuck you fuckers to people outside, you know. But... They'll say it around me. I hear them calling their friends bitch. It's it is what it is. Whatever. I don't I don't shelter them from death. I don't shelter them from horror. I don't shelter them from bad language. I don't shelter them from sex. Um I, I they don't need to be sheltered. You know, and are we are we creating this problem by sheltering them? Uh I just heard that in Texas they either are passing a law or they did pass a law where it is illegal to um, drag queen. I am sorry. It's, it, it's illegal to be in drag in public. Why? What does it hurt you if this guy wants to wear makeup, a dress, and a wig? What does that do? Nothing to you. It also does nothing to your kid. It doesn't make your kid want to be gay or want to be uh, a drag queen. It's just them expressing themselves. You know, um, again, I don't shelter my kids. I also don't feel there needs to be public nudity. I don't feel that, like, gay pride is a time to be like, let's bring out the assless chaps and run around where there's a bunch of kids around. But whatever, that's you. You want to do that? That's fine. I don't want my kids to see it. I'll turn their heads away. You be you. 
why do we have to shelter and, and change things? Why is everybody so concerned about what everybody else is doing? Are we to a point uh, in, in time where like nobody has their own life? Nobody has, has their own worries and problems to deal with that they have to worry about somebody else's. And I know I bring this up a lot. And obviously, as you can tell, it is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's just mind your business. If I wanted you to, to give me your opinion on whether or not that guy should dress like a woman and sing, I would ask you, what's your opinion on that? How do you feel about that? But I don't. So don't turn to me and tell me how bad and, and, and horrible that is and how it's ruining our, our people. It's not. It's not. That man is very happy and having a good life. He is not hurting you. He's not hurting anybody you know. He's just being himself. Why does that got to be an issue? Let's get off of my, my bitch fest here. Uh, let's get on to happier times again. I have, for any of you that listen that have seen my house, my garage is usually pretty full, pretty stuffed. It looks bad. I like to be in my garage. I have a workbench. I have multiple tools. Uh, you know, I like to work with my hands and do stuff. And I haven't been able to for a long time because it's always been full of something. Well, I got a bigger storage unit where my camper's at and my side-by-side and trailer are there now. So I have my garage back, mostly. There's still quite a bit of crap out here that I would love to just toss. Like my kids' four skateboards that are leaning against the wall here that they have never used. Or if they did, they used it once the day they got it and then they just sat here. Uh, Some of them, there's one I'm looking at right now, looks like the wheels are brand new. Like they just took the plastic off. So it might have rolled once down the street and that's it. Uh, But it's here and and I I get it. You know, there are certain things that I hold on to and I hoard uh, movies. One of them, as you all know, I'm a very big movie fan. Uh, Legos. I have totes, buckets, whatever, like three or four of them out here in in my garage. I have myself a nice little... uh, Desk area with a light and a heater and a TV above it. That's uh, my Lego building desk. So I don't take up the dining table. You know, I don't take up space inside the house. I can do it out here away from things. Uh, but I don't understand empty cans. Uh, my daughter, for some reason, is collecting empty cans. I don't get it. But come to find out, talking to a, a cash register, a teller, or, or whatever you want to call them, Cashier, I don't know what they're called anymore. I don't want to offend anybody with the wrong title. I guess it's a thing now. Um, kids, for some reason, you know, these Arizona teas, Monster Energy drinks, uh, all these different color cans and designs with artwork on them. They'll drink the drink and then save the empty can because it's cool. I don't understand that. I I, I truly don't get it. Uh, if you ask my wife, she will tell you one of my worst hordes is tvs i have been in the industry uh that i'm in long enough that people give me tvs i don't know why i i I really don't know why and i don't collect like i mean i would like to i would love to find an old school box tv just one of those big heavy motherfuckers that's gonna take eight people to carry it into my shed i would love that you know, you got to turn that turn knob to channel three. You got the little wires hooked up just to get your VCR to work. That would be awesome. But 
all the TVs I have are flat. You know, they're all flat TVs. But I do. I probably got five in my shed right now of varying sizes. You know, two in my garage, and there's one in every room of the house. I, I take that back. There's none in the bathroom. Okay. All the bedrooms, living room. Shoot, even my front room, because I have my computer and then a little TV next to it, because that's the only spot I get to play Xbox. Or when I'm working on editing podcasts, I can have a show on or something. You know, I hoard TVs, and I, 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 I don't know why, but I can't, I can't um, bring myself to get rid of it. It's a good working TV. Why get rid of it? Uh, you know, it, it came in handy last year, I believe. My my nephew uh, was either Oculus boxing or something, and punched my mom's TV and broke it. Well, here you go, mom. Here's two TVs, one for your room and one for your living room. There you go. So, you know, something like that comes up. I am the typical, I, I see these memes all the time. I am the typical uh, guy of my age, and I do have, you know, a drawer of extension cords and power cords that I might need. Uh, I believe I found, funny thing, when I was cleaning the garage this last weekend, I found a BlackBerry. I don't know if any of you who listen are old enough, and if you are, I hope you are. You remember the BlackBerry phone with that little that little ball in the middle. I was selling cell phones at the time those came out, and so I always had a BlackBerry. That was the in thing. That was just awesome to have that BlackBerry phone. And I found a charger cord for one in my drawer. Obviously, I threw that one away. Nobody has a BlackBerry anymore. I don't even know if they would still work if you did. Uh, somewhere in my garage, in one of my boxes or drawers or something, I have what I like to call the Zach Morris phone. And if any of you have ever watched Saved by the Bell, you'll know what I'm talking about. That big yellow brick that, uh, that he carried around. I have one of those. And if I can find a carrier that would let me activate that thing and use it, I would walk through the mall talking on that just to see the looks I get. Uh, I just got a text from Chase. This motherfucker's a bowling fiend, and he just did some great scores. One of these days, I got to go bowling with him. But uh, you know, I used to I used to bowl all the time uh, when I was single, and I'm not blaming my family for this. It's just I don't know. I just haven't done it in a long time. Uh, I wouldn't mind picking up bowling again. You know, going out with the guys and, and having fun. Uh, you know, pull a little a little John Candy and, and Uncle Buck and be on a bowling team. That could be that could be fun. But Chase does that, and uh, he just sent me a text that he uh, had some good scores. You know, that's awesome. Congrats to Chase, man. That's that's the way to do it, buddy. Uh, I still disagree with him and Josh when he agreed with Josh. I do think bowling is a physical, a physical sport. Uh, you know, maybe you don't have to be in the best of shape to do it, but you are being physical. You you are walking up and down. The balls aren't light. You do have to throw the ball in a sense. It's it's got some physicality to it. Uh, where I don't, I just, I just. Gosh, I cannot bring myself to call a race car driver. And my father-in-law, Fred, great man, if you hear this, if you're listening, I'm not, don't hate me for this. I can't bring myself to call a NASCAR driver an athlete. I just, I, to put somebody, I don't know. And I haven't done it. I mean, you know, I race my own cars against people, you know, revving my engine, driving my truck as fast as I can to beat somebody off the line. But yes, I've never done it. As fast as they go, I've never been in a race car. I've never done that. But to, to just watch it and be like, dang, that guy's a good, high-quality athlete, I, I, yeah, that's hard for me. 
you know, just like we talked on a couple episodes ago, the, the Olympics, you know, some of these sports like curling. First to call that a sport and second to call those people athletes. I'm just like, what? Same with cornhole. Uh, you know, I don't know how many of you watch sports out there. Cornhole. Okay. You stand by a board and you toss a beanbag. You underhand toss a beanbag and try to get into a hole. They're putting that shit on ESPN now. They're counting that as a sport and those guys as athletes. I don't get it. It's a game. Okay. Ping pong. Yes, I know it's huge in Asia. It's a, an Olympic sport. It's ping pong. It is the game of ping pong. Now, now that I said that, it is also called the game of baseball. Those guys are athletes. I don't know. Table tennis, ping pong. Eh, it's hard for me. I get it. It's just like like I was talking last episode. Art is subjective. I guess sports is subjective too. Uh, for a while there, my kids were telling me, uh, what is that, bottle flipping? You, you toss a half full bottle of liquid to and see if you can land it. They had that shit on ESPN, bottle flipping competitions. I mean, some of the shit that I see on TV now, they have slapping competitions. That's right. You can, you can be a professional slapper where you stand there and slap people and see who can slap hard enough to get a guy to quit or get knocked out. That's a sport now on ESPN. The things people are watching nowadays and and calling sports, you know, why is this stuff on a sports station? Uh, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> drives me crazy. I don't get it. Uh, I have not watched it on TV. I will not watch the slapping competitions on TV. I have seen clips of them online. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I talk about how great life was back in the past when I was younger before all these electronics. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm addicted to, I'm on my phone a lot. Uh, obviously recording this podcast, I've got three, four different electronic devices plugged in for it. I, I love my movies. I am a, I'm a big time movie fanatic. Uh, I've got over 800 movies online, uh, probably five, 600 DVDs. Uh, I have decided that I'm also at a point in my life, I want my VCR back. I want my VHS tapes back. So I do have a VCR. It is out in my shed. Uh, and I have been collecting certain VHS tapes back again that I find at thrift stores, antique malls. You know, that kind of, yeah, right? VHS is an antique. Antique malls, that kind of stuff. Because I do believe, yes, I get it. It's clearer now. You can, you know, some of these movies, like I, I have the Goonies on DVD. I have the digital copy of the Goonies. But the best way to watch that is with my VHS. I have ordered it. I will have it soon on VHS. They're just certain movies. And and like I've, I've said, I am trying to get uh, a movie podcast going too as a second because I do love talking about them. I love quoting them. I love watching them. I feel some movies on this. I am going to make my other guests or my, my co-hosts watch on VHS. Because you need that in the beginning. You get that little fuzzy, the FBI warning about copyright laws, all that. Like, FBI was serious, man. They were going to come to your house if you if you recorded this tape and gave it away to somebody else. Like, you were you were going away. Uh, I think that's needed sometimes to get the, the full feeling. Like, we were talking today at work, uh, and the guys were talking about how the unlimited movie pass is a waste of time. I don't agree. I want it. I'm going to get it. Uh, I love movies. But they're just like, there's nothing good right now. 
And I get that, you know, during COVID, during the pandemic, there was a, a while where things weren't coming out. But they're starting to come out more now. All right. And I am also the kind that on Groundhog's Day, when they played uh, Bill Murray's Groundhog's Day movie, I wanted to be at the theater and watch it. You know, there's movies that are best experienced, and I love that they are they're doing this. Uh, for example, not a movie I will go to the movies and watch. I walked out of it the first time I was at the theater and watched it, but like Titanic, they brought it back for a week in the theaters. Groundhog's Day, Goonies. Um, there was a couple others, you know, and, and theaters are doing this, and that's great. Uh, they're bringing back some of these older movies. They're like, enjoy it again in the theater. That's awesome. I would love to do that. I'm very disappointed uh, in in our in our culture, in our, our country, in our people that you can rent a theater. You can go to Edwards Theater. You know, uh, here they have 21 theater rooms. You can rent it. I think it's like two to four thousand dollars, but you can rent it for an hour or two and hook up your Xbox and play it on the big screen. What the actual fuck? I would probably vomit. That is too much. I mean, you're sitting, yeah, yeah, no, like. And who has that kind of money to waste to do that? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I want to play it on the big screen. I want a big 200-inch screen that I want to play my Xbox on. Why? Why? Why is this an option? Why is this happening? Who is doing this? I would love to know. Who is paying thousands of dollars to be able to play their Xbox in the theater? Because I will not. Uh, My 65-inch TV, my 70-inch, whatever it is, more than enough. Like I said, I have a TV next to my computer that I usually play my Xbox on. I think that thing's like a 20-inch. Okay, I don't need a theater screen. Uh, what I do miss is, are drive-ins. I love drive-ins. I loved going to the drive-ins. I loved the whole drive-in experience, you know. what? You know, the dancing popcorn. Let's all go to the lobby. You know, I, I, I miss that. I miss driving there, you know. Sneaking my friends in in the trunk because we only want to pay for three people and then popping the trunk when we get there and letting them out. Uh, you know, getting two movies, just sitting in the comfort of your own car. Not having to deal with, you know, the assholes two rows down who won't shut the fuck up while you're trying to listen. You know, the punk teenagers throwing popcorn at people and laughing obnoxiously. Playing on their phones now. There's another thing that was awesome about the movies back then. Nobody had phones. We didn't have the cell phone in the theater to, to deal with. You were in there, you were watching. It was also cheaper, which was great. And this $10.5 per person. I mean, it's like $200 just to take my family to the movies. 200 bucks just to watch a damn movie. You know, you got 50 bucks, 60 bucks just to get in. And then you got the popcorn for everybody, the drinks for everybody, the candy. You know, you know nowadays you can get a hamburger, nachos. Uh, some theaters you can get beer and alcohol. Crazy, whatever. I haven't tried it yet. I, I definitely am going to try it. There's there's one here uh, in, a, in a local town, Eagle. They have a theater that, uh, you know, you sit in the right section. It's 21 and older, and you can be served alcohol while you're watching the movie. I, I see that causing some problems. You know, like I said, you get the loud uh, kids heckling the movie and throwing the popcorn. What do you think a drunk man who's had six beers and isn't really into the movie is just there because his wife made him is going to be doing? He's going to get loud and obnoxious and annoying. I know because I do that. Uh, not at theaters, but you know, in every other day life, uh, going to the, you know, going out to the bars and drinking, or or at friends' parties, like you're at, you're at, you're at a four year old's birthday party for somebody you just didn't even care about their parents, but you're there to be nice, or you're there for your spouse. How's that gonna work out with some drunk idiot in the theater? 
you know, I, I, I think I see that as a, as a recipe for, for disaster, but you know, I'm going to try it. Um, back to the sports thing. How about this, this ax throwing? Uh, I haven't done that yet. Would love to, uh, I'm going to try it soon. Uh, I just want to see if I can. Uh, I'll definitely walk out of there feeling manly if I can throw it and get it to stick, but they have axe throwing leagues. Now you can get a set of axes and you keep them sharp. And then you're on a team to throw axes that, that, you know, what? I'm going to give it, those are athletic. Okay. But you know where else that's going to be awesome. When the zombie apocalypse comes in, I'm finding myself an ax throwing team and I am befriending them because they're going to keep me alive. I'm going to cook their dinners. I'm going to make their beds, whatever I need to do to hang out with those people because they're getting me through that zombie apocalypse. Where's the axe throwing team on The Last of Us? Great show, by the way. Need to check it out if you haven't. They need the axe throwing team. Or, or how about uh, Walking Dead? Where's the axe throwing team on that? That I'm going to give. I'm going to, I, I, that is an athlete, right? I mean, it's not like if you've held an axe. I mean, these are more hatchet size, but they're not light. You've got to be able to aim. You got to be able to throw that thing hard enough, straight enough, and strong enough that it that it sticks without the handle hitting. Also, if you throw it wrong and that thing bounces back at you, you got to be quick enough to get the hell out of the way, or you're going to lose an appendage. Um, but enough of that for today. Uh, I think you've listened to my voice long enough. Uh, thank you for sticking around. Uh, all you loyal listeners, thank you again. Uh, still out there, if you check out my website. Uh, www.dadbodcastboise.com. Click on merch. It'll take you right to the merch store. Type in I listen 15. You get 15% off your entire order. Uh, all right. Dab all dab, bitches. Blah, 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 blah.